Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I, I think there's an urgency. I think everybody, you know, from myself to Mike to guys that have been on the team for a while, you know, TJ, Cam, you know, everybody, uh, you know, we've, we've had enough of this. You know, it's, it's time to, to get some wins. It's time to take these next steps and, and uh, so yeah we're, we're, I think there's some urgency here for sure of course that's Art Rooney the second and I gotta I gotta say Max um, you know the last time we heard words like this come out of Art's mouth seemed to be that uh, there was a Super Bowl in the near future if I yeah, recall yeah. back of what 05, 04 something <clears throat> like that things were yeah, happening after 04 yeah after 04 season um, those were some of the words and yeah, yeah, no, we, we ended up taking the, the, the bus to his last bus stop in, in his professional career before he went to the post-professional career second bus stop, which was Canton. Took him to Detroit, dropped him back off where, where he left home <laughs> as, as a young man, and uh, we, brought, we brought him back uh, mostly in one piece. I think there's still some Popsicle and some ABC gum that was attached to him. Right. Make sure we got him there, but we got him there, and, uh, and yeah, so – I think, you know, when a Rooney speaks in those type of terms, <clears throat> the world listens, and especially Steeler Nation listens. So it's going to be interesting to see this is a very large hire, a very big hire. You're talking about the OC, yes. For the OC position. Yeah. So it has to be thoughtful. It has to be well thought out. I imagine there's going to be more meetings this week now that the Senior Bowl is underway and the Steelers are down there uh, coaching. So <laughs> – a lot of people converge on Mobile, Alabama, which is, uh, yeah, yeah, the only time it's ever popular in the entire year is this week. <laughs> Their population doubles um, uh, when they when the Senior Bowl comes to town. Yes, I, I, absolutely. But Art acknowledging a sense of urgency throughout the organization. Um, when 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 the big man says that, that has that definitely catches your attention. And you can almost feel like the infiltration of a sense of urgency in what you're about to do. I would think, because just sitting here in a studio all by myself, hanging out with Wes Euler, right? Wesley, the Wesley one. We're sitting here looking and going, yeah, we got a sense of urgency. Yeah. You know, I don't know whether it's the last cup of coffee I just had, too. There's that always that sense of urgency. But the fact it's is. a different urgency. That's a different, different. urgency. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> but, you know, you understand what he's saying. When he says those words, it, it, it does mean something. No, it, it, it resonates. That means that um, conversations have been had and a thoughtfulness now needs to ensue, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, and that means that. Hey, I'm not happy with this. We we need to do better. I I think we did good, but we're, we're not in the business of good. We're in the business of great. And I think that sense of urgency also <clears throat> gets ratcheted up 
once you realize the distance is now being closed as far as championships within the building. Because you realize what's on the precipice in less than two weeks, there could be a third member entering the sixth Super Bowl championship club, potentially with the San Francisco 49ers. And that type of urgency, and then also the dominance of the Chiefs in the AFC over the last six years. Right, right. Is also on the precipice to where the Steeler name is not mentioned as frequently as the rest of them, you know? And I think that is also another way that you look at it and you say, hey, wait a second. Um, Getting get, get, get a little itchy in here. Getting a little, <laughs> little tight around the collar. Yeah, well, when he says we've had enough of this, I'm thinking to yeah. myself, okay, he's definitely had enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah. You realize he's not up to here. Yeah. He's up to here. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> already you, he's already use your that. hand yeah. as willingly and just know that the second one was above the head. The other one was around the neck area for uh, illustrative well, right. purposes. Well, let's face it: the Steelers <laughs> haven't won a playoff since 2016. Now you got a seven-year drought. That's the longest for this franchise since the NFL merger. They've lost their past five playoff games, including, of course, the this most recent one, the Buff Bills, 31-17. Uh, you know, and again, emphasizing, we've had enough of this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you know what this is? Yeah, that's this. <laughs> this is that. <laughs> no question you about it. all you want. Well, yeah. I keep thinking about it, you know, because back – in the early, what, oh, part of 2000, Art made similar comments and about the running of the ball and stuff like that, and all of a sudden things happened. They got they, they, they running the ball like crazy, and, you know, they go to the Super Bowls and winning and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just like every now and then, it's like uh, Art's got to kind of kick the franchise in the, in the, in, in the, into, you know, winning, back into a winning mode. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Sometimes a swift kick in the pants is – is warranted and needed to get things back on course and realize, you know, also let everybody know, I, I'm not complacent with this. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy with, with this. Just like when there was an emphasis to run the ball. I mean, how many times we hear that from Dan Rooney, right? Um, you know, and I think that's something that resonates when a Rooney comes on stage and they talk about this, this is how we feel and this is what we want to accomplish. <clears throat> everybody take note. Because it's go, it's going, it's going to be a conversation point, and everybody needs to pay attention. <laughs> and I think, you know, you, you kind of kind of straighten your tie up a little bit more. You sit a little bit more upright, right? And you also realize, as a player, I got to take things to another level. I got to find another gear. If I if I if I was already in, in gear five, it's got to go to gear six, right? I got I got to find that little little Fast and the Furious NOS button, the nitrous oxide. I got I might have to hit that. Because we saw the beginnings of turnover in one year, you know, with Omar Khan, right? Um, and you saw 52 new faces out of 95. I think this is going right. to be along those same lines, and if not a little bit greater. And especially when you're talking about revamping this offense and crafting it into the image of what Art Rooney sees this to be, all of that makes makes it that much greater and the microscope gets that much more magnified well let me say this is my my dad used to say the difference between a pat on the back and a kick in their butt was about 18 inches but what a difference right 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> All that, right. that, I mean, that's, that's a small back, but yeah. 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 <laughs> it might be more like 24 inches for you, bud. You're a little, you're yeah. a little more yeah. elongated, yeah. you know? But, but yeah, just just a smidge. Yeah, just, just a smidge. A smidge. <laughs> you know, but here here's the deal. All right, number one is it starts with understanding that he still believes Mike's the man, which he is. You know, and yeah. I think that's important that everyone gets that in real time clarity. There is going to be an extension. You know, Art was he said he still has the key characteristics we saw when we hired him, which I think is so very important. You're talking about almost what going on 18 years ago. Right, yeah, and yet he still has been the same guy. I, I got to tell you, Mike is no different other than a haircut from the day that he walked in and took over the Steelers to 18 years later. I've, he's never been out of step with his own character that I can ever recall. No, no, I mean, still <clears throat> soundly in control. Um, and I think the way that people have to look at that is that consistency that ability to, A, command a room, which leads to commanding respect, uh, not only in a press conference, but, it, but in, the, in the actual meeting room. Exactly. Um, the ability to deliver a message, the ability to coordinate and work with other areas within the organization and present a sound case, because you have to realize – it's not just point point and give orders. It's it is a repartee. You know, there has to be a give and a take. There has to be the negotiation and the compromise and everybody feeling good after those meetings because you not only have your end of the year review, you also have personnel review, you have the personnel uh wish list, so to speak. You know, how you conduct yourself, especially, you know, I mentioned Senior Bowl. But what is the next element we need to add? And how soon do we need to attack that? And when you don't have those resources available, you have to go out and you have to scavenge and find those resources. And the first piece is going to be finding that OC, right, to deliver that. Because, you know, you need to know what's the initial philosophy. What's on our list? of things based off of the skill and the vision of where we see this offense going. And then defensively, obviously you retain Terrell Austin, but TA, where where else do we need to build? Um what is your what is your wish list uh right. for the personnel and scouting department? Like there's so many elements that go into head coaching a team and having that voice and working in concert with the GM. But, but here's who the also difference. has to deliver that with the, with the owner. But here's the difference. It's the stability of the Steelers organization from the top man down that leads to a, a stable environment that draws players. You know, and that's one of the great things about this organization is the stability from within. And it's like you said, it goes from the owner, it goes from 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 the head coach to now getting the coordinators. Once you get the coordinators set up, then you start to break it down into other areas that you need to. But it always starts with the stability of the organization. That's why I, I you know, when people talk about the fact that Mike has had 17 seasons, you know, it's not about the fact that it's it, no losing seasons in that period of time. It talks and points to the stability of the organization. Now you got to keep tweaking it from there to make it even better but the fact of the matter is, you know, would you rather have 17 years of, you know, 
getting the first pick each time and still suffering and being lousy? No, of course not. You know, I mean, it's it's where you get drafted. I mean, it, I can't imagine that the Steelers have been in, in an unenviable drafting position for an awful long time, maybe since 1969, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if, if, if people are so hell-bent on a number one overall pick, I just reference, what, about 125, 135 miles away in Cleveland? Right, yeah. Do you do you want to be that? Because they had a lot of number one picks. Yeah. They had a lot of number one and top five picks, <laughs> including in the movies, and, and it right? did nothing. Yeah, exactly. And even in the movies, <laughs> they made movies about this. Like, hey, let's pick the worst, most unlikely franchise. Oh, let's just go to Cleveland, right? I mean, so getting a high draft pick does not necessarily yield the fruit that you desire, right? <laughs> you know, it matters what soil you plant. Said fruit right. in. Right. To get it to grow. And, yes, the Steelers have not been the first one off the board to get the number one at somebody's position, but how often has the number one at somebody's position worked out? It works out very rarely. And, the you know, you point to, oh, well, think about Cincinnati and they got Joe Burrow. Okay, that's a moonshot, right? Right. Because that for every Joe Burrow, let's look at the, the New York Jets. Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, back-to-back quarterback choices. Right? Think about a Josh Rosen who was a top 11 pick for the Cardinals. They went back and they drafted Kyler Murray number one overall, and we're still not sure about Kyler Murray. Right. Even after after all these years in a second contract. So it's not necessarily who gets the number one guy or the top guy or where you draft them. It matters how you utilize them, how they fit into your system. And like you said, culture, stability, philosophy, all of those things matter in the maturation and the growth of a team. It's exactly the truth. There's no question about it. You know, the thing about it is Art said, he said he can keep the attention of a group of 20-year-olds for a whole season, talking about Mike Tomlin still. You know, and this is important because this is what we talk about, not losing the room, how you don't lose the room. He can keep – we got this – Okay, hold on just a sec. You know, I think the players still respond to Mike, and that's number one. He, he still has the, the key characteristics uh, that we saw when we hired him. Uh, he, he can uh, keep the attention of a group of 20-year-olds for a whole season and, and, you know, keep them in the fight for, the, you know, the whole way. Uh, so, uh, you know, still feel good about Mike. Uh, obviously, if I didn't, would would make a change. But, you know, if, if we didn't think Mike was uh, – able to, to lead us uh, to a championship, uh, you know, he wouldn't be here. And that's that's why he's here. Exactly so. I don't think you could say it any better or any more clear. And I think that the truth of the matter is when you see that play out over seven now 17 seasons, it says something. There's no question in my mind about what it says there. And the fact is he still is able to stand up, and as I always say, he wears leadership like water wears wet, brother. You know, I mean, that that is something that is synonymous with him. And I just think that uh, Art captures it when he talks about he can still capture the 20-year-olds and keep them focused. Because you know what it's like at times. At times, it's like, you know, it, it, it's like herding cats through a dog pound, you know, in the locker room and on the field. It can get a little bit crazy. And if you aren't large and in charge, things can get awfully confusing at times. It never has been with Mike in charge. No, it never has. I mean, it's always been one band, one sound, right? <laughs> yeah. And 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 that has that has been how it is. It, it it's 
you know, is, is your is your favorite marching band, right? And Mike Tomlin's a drum major. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's it, it's it's amazing that you can keep lockstep for that long um, for anybody. Um, <clears throat> you know, and you look at, you know, the history of, you know, head coaching positions, like you said, to to literally go from 1969 to now and know that only three guys have been there, that's remarkable insight into the coaching into the coaching search, the coaching dynamic that the Steelers possess. Um, and it, and it's gone through three different, you know, uh, leads of the organization, so to speak, right? Right. Because it went from it went from Art Rooney, the chief, to Dan, to now Art the second. And they as many as many people have managed or led this organization and franchise <laughs> has been also the amount of coaches who have led in those positions. Um, so it, it's pretty remarkable when you think about that from that perspective. And it will be, you know, a big testament to how teams in the future respond and how Mike leads because they saw something in him 17 years ago that they could predict out into the future. I'm sure they probably didn't think 17 years. Um, but the fact that you hit as well as you did is pretty amazing. Yeah, that is true. And that is the opening round, the opening salvo right here in the locker room. Oh, there we go. The cannon shot. That, camera, a, that camera's ready, beautiful. baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're ready to go. So we'll be back with more coming back at you live from the locker room, Wolf Starks and the Ninjas after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I think we have an idea of what we want the Steeler offense to look like. So start with that. Uh, and we have a, you know, a certain roster mix that, you know, leads to, you know, you can't completely change your roster overnight, so you, you kind of have to have a a coordinator that feels like they can work with this roster and be successful with it. So, you know, somebody that, that believes in that and comes in and can work with this roster, <clears throat> do what's kind of already built here in terms of the roster and some of the skill sets that we have, you know, I think that's what we're, what we're looking for. All right. I mean, that, 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 that comes down as the directive, right, Wolf? Uh, yep. We're talking about what we're desiring for the uh, the OC position, um, you know, and I and, and I and I prefaced it with saying, you know, down at the Senior Bowl, um, you know, the Steelers will be will be down there scouting the future talent. Um, there's going to be a lot of lot of opportunities to meet with prospective players, but also there's there's a nice it's a nice little mini coaches conference, right? Yeah. Um, where you potentially could r- bump into. Hey, didn't mean to see you here. How you doing, <laughs> bud? Didn't he had no clue you were going to be here. Why don't we sit down for coffee? Yeah, exactly. A lot of a lot of those opportunities there. So, um, you know, knowing what what AR2 said, I mean, it, it's it, it it's it's very very clear what, what he wants accomplished. And uh what what do you think about, you know, his words and obviously where we're at with the search? Well, it's interesting because you know that there's <laughs> You've got all kinds of uh, backdoor channels going on as well as people trying to network to get in front of 
um, both Mike and Art and everybody else. You know what I mean? So there's just so much that we don't know that's swirling around that's not going to be reported because it's never going to get to the ears of people that are going to take it out there. But the fact is, you just never know. One of them, you you were on with Trey Essex. Were you not on his podcast? And you came up with a name. I, I, I did come up with a name. Um, it is... It is also a uh, name that will not be readily available, <laughs> okay, because <laughs> of his team success. Right, right. But uh, you know, I, I threw a name out there in uh, the passing game coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers and Clint Kubiak, mm-hmm. son of Gary Kubiak, obviously former head coach, Broncos, Texans, um, and uh, you know, I think you have to look, at, and especially after watching <laughs> that game on Sunday. You can't help but kind of salivate a little bit. Now, I right. know a lot of people are like, well, well, you know, Kyle Shanahan calls all the – I'm like, I, I get that. But at the same time, you wouldn't give a guy a title and, and have that input unless there was something there. And also, you have to realize, Clint Kubiak is no, is no you know, fly-by-night guy within this. He's not a young guy that happened to have a, a cup of coffee with Sean McVay and all of a sudden, you know, he, he's, he's the next best he, best thing ever. Uh, he, he's cut his teeth in this league. He's been, he's been all around this league and he has experience. And, you know, once again, he's a coach's son. So it already makes him appealing because he kind of knows the processes and everything. And he grew Um, up being a a coach's, you know, being one of those film rats, you know I mean? Guys that study film, you know, they study it. And so, so I look at that and I, cause I know a lot of people were like, Oh, Brian Greasy, Brian Greasy. And yeah, Brian Greasy might work out, but. Brian Grease has only been in this league as a coach for, what, four years now? Um, I get it. He was a longtime player uh, and also broadcaster for a long time. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't had that responsibility. And I think this post, this position, uh, dictates a little bit more than that. True. Um, and and it, it's going to require an experience set, an instant respect factor um, that has to be – grass from day one and there can't be any pushback there has to be immediate buy-in and I think Clint brings that cachet you know just like I you know I I thought you know the enemy brings the same type of cachet um you know it's amazing I haven't heard Byron Leftwich's name at all I don't know why that is right you know you know I think that's something that's intriguing as well especially when you talk about the culture and the affiliation and the affinity and and relationships there um so of course I mean, that could be, could be on the movie. down low right i mean it's not like every name is going to pop out and get out there yeah that is true that is true there very well could be that could be that as well but you would think you'd just hear a murmur right you know what i'm saying or right. some little ground rumbling and just haven't heard that at all so it will be intriguing to see what this pool looks like when it's all said and done um, as far as who are the options, you know, I know we interviewed Arthur Smith. Uh, what was that last week? Yeah, I like um, him. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you know what? He's got certain points. Uh, you know, and, and you can look at it both ways. But this is a guy that yeah. went to the Titans back in 2019, and he took over a, an offense that in 2018 they were 27th in points and 25th in yards, and then he went and he, he and by 2019. He got the O up to 10th in scoring, 12th in yards, and then 2020, oh, uh, the O was 4th in scoring and 2nd in yards. He's able to 
you know, he was a guy that I, I got it. He's got Derrick Henry, and you got the King. That's a pretty good thing to be able to, you know, be able to uh, bust a, a running game around, right? That you got yeah. that. But what he did with Ryan Tannehill and getting two of the best years that guy's ever seen, um, that that's worthy of consideration at the very least. Yeah, no, it is worthy of consideration um, to 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 look at that. And like you said, I, I mean, I can appreciate all those things and the jumps that he had. <clears throat> I also look at the division they were in. Right. And, you know, that, that your competition in that division also matters. Um, and I look at it and, you know, really outside of the Texans, um, you know, and Indy was okay, but Jacksonville was, was a hot mess back then. Um, so it wasn't as competitive. You know, yeah, that was a Blake Bortles years. You know what I'm saying? I'm like. <laughs> hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, He'd be walking into a hornet's nest at AFC North. And does that correlate I, into, you know, yeah, playing? So I forgot about just, playing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so I kind of so so that's my mindset, Wolf. If you're asking me, <laughs> I got one name for you, Blake Portals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. He who shall not be named in Jacksonville, right? <laughs> yeah, He's like really. the Baltimore to Jacksonville. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> but, but, but I think that's kind of how, how – you know, that's, that's just how I look at it, I should say. One of the things that I look at is just people that are able to, again, get the running game going, make that a priority, and then guys that are able to develop the young quarterbacks. By, Byron Leftwich is, is a guy that I'd <clears throat> love to see uh, be around here because I think he would be a great fit for – uh, any of the quarterbacks we got. I know that um, we just had – who was the one that uh, Mason was was uh, tight to? Um, oh, there, oh, he was just – he's just got a job elsewhere, so that's not going to happen. But, you know, that seemed like that would be a good fit too. But then again, if you're Kenny, then you're sitting there going, well, you know, this guy's already, you know, favoring. So if they can get Mason back, this is going to be a great time for competition to occur. And it's got to be with an offensive coordinator that, that is able to speak to the the hearts and the minds of both guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also a system that both guys would feel comfortable running. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it can't be an either-or um, <clears throat> type of situation. It has to be, you know, either-or. Um, you know, as far as either guy can run it, um, and or one guy can really lead this and the other one can can, can fit to it. Um, you can't have one like this is his system and then we have to change it completely for the other guy. Like you have to be able to see the commonalities and breach those 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 skill sets into a into a system that both are both make it easily digestible and that they can command. No question about it. I uh I you know, I, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I really like what what Arthur Smith did for the Titans, though, is is still valid. But it's like you said, it has some asterisks to it, you know, and, and that makes yeah. it, you know, something that, okay, you got to consider that. But at the same time, um, you know, trying to find somebody that's, I don't know, um, a Kubiak, yeah, he could he could be, you know, very, very good. Um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of... Offensive, I'm, I'm partial. I'd say go get the goat of all time, the quarterback whisperer, Tom Moore. Get Tom Moore out there. There we go. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that's right. That's yeah, that's I, my I, guy. I, my guy. 
I don't think Tom Moore wants to, wants to go through the travel routine. At no, this point I, in his I, I don't think so. Either. <laughs> yeah, you know, but there was nobody like Tomo. Tomo was great. I really, I no, really thought no, that Coach guy was Moore, one of the best. Oh no, he was awesome. I had him briefly in Arizona, and you know the amount of football knowledge he he's forgotten. Oh. Coaches could only hope to attain. I in know. A career. He said, you, uh, "You know how sharp he is." He was up at training camp just a couple years ago, and I said to I said to Tom, "I go, Tom, do you remember the Friday? Because on Friday we'd run our short yardage and goal line offense, full pads, mind you, okay, for the third padded practice of the week, and we ran, you know, we ran it hard. That was more than just a bump session, let me tell you. But we ran toss twenty eight, uh, toss uh, twenty eight crack, like." 17 I, and I said to Tom I go we ran that like 14 times in a row and he goes no we ran it 17 times in a row it was like unbelievable he had immediate recall you know and I was laughing going you got to be kidding me we kept running that play over and over again and touch because he was the right tackle had to pull on that play and he was dying <laughs> yeah I was about to say he he, he 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 was about a quarter too low on, low on the oil. <laughs> Imagine if you were in Friday on a Friday practice with pads nope. on, Max, and you got nope. Tom Moore. I don't want to. You're at the right tackle, and you got to run that toss crack 17 times in a row. Are you kidding me? My knees are already hurting. Just 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 <laughs> referencing that. Just full disclosure. I'm like I I I, I can't I can't envision <laughs> the amount of the amount of strain <laughs> you know. that goes into that because that is that yeah no 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 thank you no all thank we you kept hearing me. was run it again <laughs> that was Tom was like he was like what do you mean run it again <laughs> I have no more agains to go <laughs> you know I was so happy I was on the backside cutoff team man <laughs> I just had to cut off that's all I had to do on the backside poor Tunch had to lead on that with the toss crack oh that was. I was so glad that I was not him at that moment. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I'd say so. <laughs> I'd say so. That, yeah. It's it it like, hey, bud, don't worry. You're doing a great job. Don't worry. I got the Gatorade bottle over here on the sidelines. Nobody else is going to touch it. Just your lips after we're done. <laughs> you saw who was it? Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer. You know, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to whitewash the, the uh, fence or something. Uh, I'll give you an apple. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my Max. God. Max, be standing yeah, exactly. punch. You are doing such a great job. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you are wonderful. You're wonderful. Up and down strokes. Up and down strokes. Don't worry about it. Make sure make, make sure you open that hip. Open the hip. I'd be coaching from the sideline. No, no, no. You got it. Oh, you, you know, take it. I got it by early years. I got to <laughs> record this story because this this is funny. But George Pearls, I'll do it real quick here for you. But but George Pearls, my rookie year, he was, wanted to run this banging me game, you know, and so he needed a couple of young idiots to stand in there as offensive linemen and and pass protect while his guys were running this banging me game. Now the me game, as you know, uh, is the defensive end goes up the field, tries to get a hard ninety, and then T bone the guard. And then the tackle over the guard will scrape around and be the trailer on a twist stunt, okay? that's I think that's pretty much plain enough. So anyhow, we get up there, and <laughs> they, they run this banging me game at Banny. John Banizak comes screaming in from my blind side and just absolutely T-bones me. <laughs> I go butt over T-kettle. <laughs> I'm an ape. Oh, Jesus. And, and I get up. I'm looking out my ear hole, you know. 
<laughs> I'm not quite sure what, what time of day it is. And George grabs me, lifts me, and goes, young man, that's a great job. He goes, man, man, you hung in there tough. Let's try, let's try that again. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again. And we're running again. Boom, boom. <laughs> Yeah. Like three times in a row, and George is going, "Wolfley, you're you're awesome." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just 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 feeding you, just feeding you, just stroke the killed. ego. Oh, yeah, exactly. You're you're looking you're looking like you're 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 looking like you're looking through a periscope with one eye through the through the ear hole of your helmet, and the, and the face mask is pointing out sideways. <laughs> No, 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 it's good. No, really. George just really. patting me on the back going, you're doing such a great job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. Oh, that oh, one hurt. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, okay. that, 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 that's one that I'm like, you know what? If that's a great job, I don't want it. I don't, I don't want, want it. I don't want that great job. I don't want it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right, let, let, let's go to side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Don't worry. Hey, one more round and you'll be back to normal. <laughs> we'll run it on the other side. Even it Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, exactly. And right. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah. But, I mean, but but that, but that that that's kind of, you know, when you look at it's kind of the personality traits. That that That's just what coaches did. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, there was a different approach back then. But I digress because that is – I, I want to make sure you're back to normal to run this next segment. Yeah, got to let you laugh it out there in the break. Yeah, pull it back together. Haul it back in. But, uh, but yeah, we'll break it. We'll be back with more inside the locker room. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, we, we still feel good about Kenny and, and uh, uh, where he can go. Uh, obviously, he does need to take another step, and, and, uh, and that's an important component of the next coordinator, making sure he helps Kenny take the next step. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Kenny's. Uh, you know, we, we still feel, feel comfortable with Kenny, but you know, that being said, uh, you know, you can't discount what Mason did, and can't discount the fact that you know, having competition uh, will be good for everybody. And uh, I think Mike feels that way, and we all feel that way. So, you know, I, I'd say there's still more to come to see who's who's in the room on, on the quarterback room when we start camp this summer. And of course, that's Art uh, just summing things up in a press conference final availability talking about you know it, it, we, we've been talking about the stability of ownership we talk about the stability of the head coach of going to the coordinators from the coordinators you go to the the areas that you you know you've got to determine and get a good sense of where you're going there and this is going to be an important offseason for Kenny for Mason it'll be interesting to see do they bring Mason back is he able you know or does he parlay this what he's done into something um, moving on, and uh, I don't know. Um, it's going to be very interesting to me, but the fact is you're n- you're going to need an offensive coordinator that can speak to the abilities of both Kenny and Mason and be able to construct an offense that, accordingly, Max, we're going to also, as far as I know, they're, they're going to offer, uh, they're going to bring um, Najee Harris back. Uh, you know, you got a running attack between he and Jalen, 
Man, oh, man, I don't the, – the, the possibilities here look really good if we can get her going here. And the fact is, Art is talking about Kenny and Mason both having competition. You know, as well as I do, competition brings the best out of everybody. You know, it's it's not something yeah. where some guys flourish or not. You, you know, if, if you can't hold up for that internal comp, competition, you're not even going to get out on the field. No, no. And, and here's the thing. We, we've learned this. Um, over time, right? Pressure builds diamonds, and you know it, it, or it bursts pipes. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta figure out which which way the pressure goes. Right. Um, and so you know when you don't have competition, when there is a stagnancy or some type of incumbent that has just been gifted the position, those teams normally don't don't thrive i mean unless it's a franchise guy who's been established and has like you said he's already gone through that trial of fire but right now where we are as an offense we haven't gone through that trial of fire we haven't we haven't really dug it earnestly yes we had a quarterback competition two years ago and yes there was some stark changes that were made but i mean when we go through the merit and the skill um, it was a lot tighter than what it came out to be. And I think, you know, going into year two and the decisions that you made it, for, for Kenny Pickett, K- KP was KP was in the position. And, and listen, if you go off a training camp, you're like, yep, that was it. Yep. No, no doubt. doubt. Mm-hmm. But as we got into the season, as the struggles happened and you had to let them happen, right? You know, it's just like when you're trying to grow your hair out. You got to go through that ugly phase. Um there was still not enough. Have you seen my enough. picture lately? Have you been seeing it? No, I, I mean, <laughs> l- listen, I've seen a lot of classic wolf photos. Listen, yeah. a- after after working with your brother for so many years, yes. I'm, um, I'm in the classic peach, fa- peach fuzz phase is where I'm at right now. There it is. There it is. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and, and, that, and that's just how it goes, right? I mean, you, you've got you to gotta get through it, but at the same time, if there's a way to fast track it, if there's an old ball cap, right? Right. That you, you pull for the ball cap. And, you know, that's what, that's what Mason was in this situation. But, you know, is it, is it Mason? Is it Kenny? Because you can't – because like Art Rooney said in, in, that, in, that, in that Oprah, you cannot discount what Mason did. It has to be taken of note, you know, to be able to come in and lead the way that he did and there be no drop-off. And – you you saw the grit, the determination, right. and you also saw the buy-in by the guys. Mm-hmm. This wasn't like, oh my God, we're waiting for Kenny to get back and get healthy. It was you felt the sense of urgency. You felt the need to go out there, and Mason just did the job. He did exactly what was asked of him. Nothing more, nothing less. He did what he was supposed to do, and that's all you could ask for at the end of the day. And I think you have to, if you're the next OC understand what that is right. but also you know you're trying to appeal because we got to retain you know a quarterback services uh you know we have to have at least two <laughs> like yeah. there's no way around it and you'd rather not have to draft to start over again <clears throat> with building up whoever's going to be the second quarterback for the squad um that goes into this you want to try and go with y- y- your best two right you know if, if i if i got my number one i need a number two change up if if, if i'm a pitcher can't throw all fastballs. You got to have that guy who who can change it up, or have the lefty in the bullpen. So that's the same thing you have to have 
when you come into this. So however you can engage the majority and you can engross those two guys to seeing the buy-in and seeing what it's worth, you know, participating in this venture with this OC, you've got to exhaust all those resources. That makes sense. Well, you know what else makes sense? <laughs> it's time to close out yeah. that first hour because no, the next up, oh, it's say. the power hour coming up. That's right, because, you know, it's it's going to be you, buddy. So you'll be ready for yep. this, and we'll be back with more after this. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas right here.